Welcome to the First Million Podcast, a podcast for empowered women working for financial freedom and lifestyle abundance. I'm your host, Emily, and I'm pulling from my experiences building a multi-six-figure business in my early 20s, investing and achieving financial literacy, and traveling the world while I work to steer you towards your highest potential. Let's dive in because you know what they say. The first million is hard, but the second million is inevitable. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the First Million Podcast. So stoked to have you guys here today. At the beginning of quite the odyssey, I will tell you about this (laughs) in a second during little life updates portion, but I have a really fun episode today that I've been wanting to film for a while and had to find my preferred way to put like a positive spin on things. Um, And I want to talk about the hard truths of being self-employed because I'm actually someone who pretty much is obsessed with being self-employed. And I really had to think about the things I struggle with, even though I think that like the positives far outweigh the negatives. There are definitely some things about being self-employed that aren't talked about enough. People glamorize it and... Yeah, if you're thinking about becoming self-employed, I think it's important to know these things. So we're going to be diving into that. I have like three or four really like a kind of intense drawbacks of self-employment almost that I think for a lot of people would almost rule them out of wanting to do it. And I think they're really important to know about. And I also definitely want to spend some time talking about what I love the most about being self-employed because, of course, I am obsessed with it. So we'll get into all of that. And as per usual, you can skip ahead to the main portion of the episode. I'll have my editor timestamp all of that. But if you want to get a little life update with me, this is this is the odyssey I was referring to. OK, let me just tell you. So in a little over a month, I'm going to Europe for like seven weeks. I actually think the trip is about six weeks, but we're going on a little bit of a trip to visit some family beforehand. So all in all, I think I'm going to be gone for about seven weeks and then I'm going to come back. It's going to be like Thanksgiving. Then I have a big kind of event like thing happening in my life the week after Thanksgiving that's kind of going to take up a lot of my time for the following like two weeks after that. So essentially I'm just like in the trenches with trying to find time to fit everything in because as you guys know or maybe you don't like in business the end of the year comes at you very very fast. It is something that you have to prepare for a lot. I actually just recorded a whole YouTube video about like how you should use your Q4 in order to prepare for your Q1 of the next year and how important that is. And that is that episode or that like training is not out yet, but subscribe if you watch me on YouTube because um, that'll come out in a few weeks and it's a really, really good one to watch. But I really have a lot to do (laughs) before I leave. This is the reality of going on these big trips is like you have to make some decisions about the trip itself and your workload. And I've always been of the mindset that it's so much better for me and so much easier for me. Like after years of going on these big trips to not have to lug like my huge like filming equipment setup, my mic, my lights, my whole thing. I can consolidate it pretty easily. Like I have such a good setup here with like a good neutral background. Like everything is set up and good to go. I'm like, do I really want to like bring that with me to Europe when I'm essentially dealing with like just a carry on? Like I, it just feels like not what I need to be doing. And it's also so time consuming and you deal with so many unknown factors that I basically like to prepare a lot before I leave. 
So I am, I was just talking about this on my Instagram story, but I'm doing a lot of batch creation and I've been really thoughtfully adding notes and ideas to my podcast roster for like months now. So I could have really good episodes for you guys that I could record in advance. So today begins my odyssey of (laughs) batch creation and you guys will be eventually like listening to these episodes in fact this episode right now you'll be listening to while I'm I think in Copenhagen um so that's super fun and exciting and as always if you want to keep up with my like travels and what I'm doing and like more of the digital nomad lifestyle in real time the podcast and the YouTube channel are not the place to do that I will probably post some like vlogs on YouTube so definitely like check that out um and subscribe to the channel if you want to see like a more extended version of lifestyle content and how I'm working over there. But I feature most of that on my TikTok and my Instagram, which is at Emily Woods Wellness. Um, so yeah, that's all. That's where we're at. And I'm basically like recording a podcast a day for a, like weeks now is what I'm going to have to do to kind of get caught up and make sure that I'm giving the quality that I want to give. I don't want to sacrifice like the chit chat time and get into a rush because I have so much batch creating to do. So I'm kind of going to divide it up and just use it as an excuse to get ready every day and get presentable, which is not something I do every single day. Good Lord knows it. Um, so that's, that's the vibe I'm on right now, but I'm really excited. I'm actually leaving to go to New York City at the end of this week. So that's going to be really fun. Um, I, you guys, like I have this insatiable craving right now to move to a city. I don't know what it is. I'm from a small town. I still live in a small town and I've always appreciated that. And I think that I've appreciated it mainly because I'm near my family and my best friends and they live here. But also I'm really like, it just makes financial sense. Like the way you're able to live when you live in like a smaller town or a smaller city versus trying to go like huge scale, you know, Paris, London, NYC, one of those places, you're just money just goes so much farther. Um, And so it's an interesting position to be in that I did never think I would be in, like having the money to move the money and the means and the, the freedom to like move to a big city if I wanted to, but knowing that like, it's just, it'd be such a change. So Anyways, I'm currently working on my French because my new fixation is like moving to Paris. I'll keep you guys in the loop <laughs> on on that. But it's been hard because they've been doing my Duolingo and there's a ton of ads now and they want you to do like a premium version and it's really annoying. So that's that's an aside. But those are pretty much all my updates. Going to NYC, going to um, Europe, and then kind of just in the meantime, you know, getting ready for fall and winter. I'm breaking out the trench coats, getting the boots out. Like I'm ready for it. It's been such a hot, sultry summer here in the South. And so I'm ready for some fall weather. I went and had my first pumpkin cream cold brew of the season from Starbucks and it just wasn't, it didn't do it for me. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't right because it was 98 degrees and a hundred percent humidity when I was drinking it. So I was like, it's not really hitting like it could, but we'll try again when the weather drops below 70 degrees. I told my best friend, I was like, I will take us out to try every fall drink at Starbucks and every Paul, Paul, (laughs) every fall treat at Starbucks. Once we have a below like 75 day here in the South. So without further ado, you guys, let's get into the episode. Okay. The hard truths of being self-employed. I'm going to say my number one gripe with this 
this thing, this task of being self-employed is being in charge of everything. When you are the boss, you are self-employed, you are your boss. Like that's pretty crazy. Sit right now and think about your boss at work and how they tell you what to do. They manage everything. They handle everything. You have a problem. You just go to them. You're like, it's handled or your manager or whatever. Like when you're the boss, that is you. Like today alone, I've been dealing with like payment disputes, PayPal giving me issues, um, you know, people needing so many different things on so many different fronts. I'm handling a training and an exchange of power on my team. So many things. It all falls on you being in charge of everything. That's like the number one hard truth is you are. You're in charge of everything. If there's a problem, everyone looks to you. And no matter what, like I have a team. I have people that I can like talk to. I can look around the table, you know, at people that work for me and get advice and vent and do my whole thing. But in the end, it's me who the hammer is going to come down on. If something goes wrong, not even if something goes wrong, but just like I'm in charge of keeping the ship afloat, keeping things organized. So that is really something uh, to grapple with. And I'm someone who like puts a lot of pressure on myself anyways, and I have always struggled with anxiety. And so this idea for me of me being in charge of everything, like I like it because I'm kind of type A and I'm kind of, I'm like, I'm pretty type A in a lot of ways. And I'm very... Like I can tend to be almost bossy just because I think that like I think very logically and like I've generally thought in my life that I know what's best and like we should just do it that way. And usually I'm right. So no one come for me. But on the other hand, you know, although all those things are true, I still think it's a lot of pressure. So basically, like if you don't like being in charge of everything, don't want everyone looking at you and being like, okay, like what are we doing about X, Y, and Z? Like just think about that when you are going to put yourself in charge of the whole freaking operation. It's a lot to keep up with. I find it to be stressful some days and yeah, it's something that you have to have a lot of mental strength and kind of like a good mental multitasking capacity to be able to handle. My next thing, total self-motivation, okay? This isn't something that I dislike, but this is a hard truth of being self-employed. There is no external motivation, like no one's telling you what to do. If I wanted to get up this morning and not get up at all, lay in bed all day with a face mask on and scroll on TikTok, I could have done that. Now I would have missed some client meetings and I would have not gotten, you know, four YouTube videos and a podcast recorded and worked out and done all the things, but I wouldn't have gotten in trouble with my boss and there would have been essentially no immediate consequences if I just turned off my phone, like what's going to happen? I'm not going to get fired. So you got to think about that, right? Like the hard truth, the hard fact of the matter is if you are not super motivated internally, it can be really, really, really hard to sustain the level of productivity that it takes to succeed in business. And I think that's just the fact of the matter. I feel that I excel as an entrepreneur because I'm very like intrinsically motivated. I'm very... I keep saying that. I think I think I'm using that word intrinsically correctly. <laughs> but I'm very like self-motivated and I can I I've always been an athlete. I think that that has helped me a lot like since childhood to just be to just be able to stay motivated and driven. But the hard truth of the matter is you're going to have, you know, 
bad days and tired days and and different things, days of high pressure, high stress, et cetera, in your business. And you're still going to have to motivate yourself to get up and get to your desk get behind your computer and like make it happen. Nobody's going to do it for you. Nobody's going to come yell at you. Like you have to be like your own. You you have to keep yourself motivated and in your lane. Nobody's going to do it for you. And that is like crazy. Like have you guys ever heard – in life, people will talk about, you know, like no one's coming to save you. Like this whole Prince Charming mentality of um, I'm just going to wait around like someone's going to figure X, Y, or Z out for me. Like that is not the case. And in business, it goes, it's the same thing with motivation. No one's going to come and motivate you, make you do anything. Your business and your employment and your income will just dry up. Like it'll just fizzle out and that'll be it. And you have to decide if that matters. But self-motivation is a huge factor. What is our next hard truth? Just having tons of responsibility. I think that ties into my first point. But like the responsibility and number of tasks that you're managing and balancing on a daily basis. And like especially if you're paying people and they're relying on you so they can pay their rent or feed their kids. And like your clients are relying on you for something very specific. Like my clients oftentimes are relying on me for guidance and pointers with big projects that have big implications for their own businesses. And so it's definitely a serious thing. And the responsibilities on the admin side to make sure you're like financially responsible, you're paying your taxes, you're reporting your income correctly to, you know, you're managing your inboxes, you're not missing out on messages and people that need things and everything in between above, below and around those points, the responsibility can become immense if you aren't like careful with how you manage it. I feel like I manage the level and degree of responsibility put on me through being really organized and and living and dying by my to-do list. But still like that to-do list can get very long. And so it's just the hard truth of it all is like you have no one else. Like even if you have like a personal assistant to follow you around all day, you still have to tell that person what to do. Like unless you got someone really up in your life and they're like a full-time employee, which most small business owners are not going to have, you're still directing the actions of the people around you that work for you. And the responsibility is still yours to make sure that things get done. If you've signed a contract, if you're in an agreement with someone else, like it's not your team's ultimate responsibility to make that stuff happen. It's your responsibility to check in, to follow up. I've learned this the hard way. You're going to care the most about your business and about your outcomes and your obligations, then you're going to care more than anybody else, no matter what people say. It's just a deeper, like more deeply rooted thing and you need to care more and you need to have a higher sense of attentiveness um, for your business's sake. This next hard truth literally was about to freaking kill me when I was when I was first starting my business and for honestly like months and and years after and it's the unpredictability of business and it literally I've just I've it wrecked me like I've learned about myself that I like to know what's going on like if I wake up on the weekend and we have zero plans like I'm spiraling I don't know why if I get out of bed and I haven't done my to-do list and I don't already know what I need to do like the day is falling to pieces at my feet I'm just someone who likes a plan. I like to know what's happening. I love to be, you know, adventurous and spontaneous, but it's like, what time are we being spontaneous at? Like, I'll be there, but like, I want to be prepared and I want to know that's what we're doing. 
So the unpredictability of business, not really knowing, you know, tomorrow could be my best day of sales of my whole life or tomorrow, you know, something else could happen. Like there's just, there's so much that can change in your business. And some of it's like little to no explanation. Like I consider my strategies in business to be very rock solid, to be things that I really stand behind and believe in. Of course I do. Like I teach them to other people, but it can be just so hard to deal with the unpredictability of it all and to not know exactly what's upcoming with income sometimes even if you can predict your income and you've been in business for a while like it's never perfect you're dealing with real people um and there can be influxes good and bad on all fronts so learning to be flexible and have that like whatever mindset that I talk about and just remembering like things aren't always that serious or that deep that will change your life that is a very important thing to remember so I I do you know in saying all of these things want to also add like I did at the beginning of the episode that I actually am obsessed with being self-employed I can't imagine myself or my life any other way. It's something I'm so passionate about, but I'm very, very clear with people that I do not think that everyone can be self-employed. I do not think that this is a career path for everyone. I do not think that all people would be successful being self-employed. There are people that are very close to me that I love and that I respect and that I do not think should be their own boss for whatever reason that might be. Um, even if it's that they'd be successful, but it would just eat them up and they just wouldn't be able to focus on anything else. Like that's the category I would I would have put myself in a couple of years ago. So it comes down to, yeah, my beliefs surrounding, you know, can you be a business owner? Can you be self-employed and also have a well-rounded and balanced life, even with all these hard truths being very real truths? And I think that it's also important to add that with all these hard truths being things that I really believe are objectively true in business, in self-employment, you have to ask yourself what you're willing to trade. Like if, are you willing to exchange being in charge of everything and having a really high level of responsibility for somebody else like bearing that weight, but you be like, but like, bossing you around all the time and telling you what to do and making their responsibilities your problem, right? Are you willing to trade having to motivate yourself for somebody else like yelling at you, bothering you, micromanaging you, looking over your shoulder in an office? Are you willing to trade a really predictable but like lower than manageable income and a really predictable week that you don't even like that's boring because there's unpredictability in self-employment, I'm not. Some people might be. And that's, I've never been, this podcast has never been about like, you have to be self-employed to be like included in like this club, right? But I do think that my belief system for me is that I'm not willing to trade any part of what I have here and what I've mentioned for something else. I don't think that the other option is better. A few reasons why I love being self-employed. That's what I want to briefly talk about next because that's where my passion really is. And y'all probably know at this point that I could talk about this subject for literal hours on end and it's no mystery to anyone that I love being self-employed and that I think the positives for me far outweigh the negatives. I just think that that is not the case for everyone and you have to look in the mirror and decide for yourself, do the positives outweigh the negatives for me, for you as a person, right? I 
would not trade anything in the world career-wise for the freedom that being self-employed gives me. The freedom to go anywhere at any time and not ask anyone permission. I always hated that, okay? I hated the idea that somebody could tell me, no, you can't go visit your family. No, you can't go take your grandma to the doctor. You know, no, you can't go on a family vacation. You can't do this. You can't do that. I was like, what? I, I just really like for me, there was like a sense of panic associated with someone having that level of control over me. And that is not the case for everyone. And I get that. That was just how I felt. The personal growth aspect of self-employment has been almost something that I would put in like the hard truths category, but it's it's been challenging. It's been rewarding. It has literally been like trial by fire to form me like into the person I am today, not even being dramatic. I feel like I am such a different version of myself, such a better, more confident, self-assured person of myself, my eye or person of myself, version of myself. And my eyes are so much more open to like all the possibilities of like paths your life can take. I even felt when I was getting out of college and trying to apply for jobs, I was like, this can't be it. This cannot be all my options. This can't be what I'm confined to with all of the different skills and passions that I have. So the personal development aspect of this and the personal growth aspect has been extremely eye-opening in the best way. It's been challenging to face the parts of myself that I needed to kind of overcome in a lot of ways, but it's been confronting in the best way. And, you know, just the autonomy, like that's what I want to close on, just being able to decide for myself where I want to go, how much money I want to make, who do I want to talk to, what do I want to do, what opportunities do I want to have. It's not easy. It's not as easy as waving a magic wand and saying, I want this. I want to make this much money. I want to work with this many clients. There's so much work that goes into it and goes on behind the scenes, but you have options. You have the opportunity to make changes and to create your life rather than just conforming to what you think you have to do or the life that's in front of you. So that for me is massive and massively just like it's just life changing. It really is like this mind blowing thing to think about the fact that you can be in control of so many more areas of your life than you maybe thought you could be. Like I went to college, very traditional pathway, right? Like, I mean, the most traditional pathway. I'm from a small like town in the South, went to college, a big SEC school. And then, you know, I graduated from college with honors. I had all the makings of like a good, like a career person. And then I got engaged right after I got out of college, like three days after I graduated. And then I got married and it was all the makings of like someone who was just going to follow a successful but highly acceptable traditional path. And for me, having not done that, like it's given me so much perspective as to what's possible. And that is, I think, where I want to leave this episode is with a little just food for thought for you on how you can live a very autonomous, independent life and how self-employment with all of its hardships and tough things about it can also be like the most freeing thing ever. And if it's something you are working towards, make sure you're aware of the ways in which it can be challenging and then 
if it still feels aligned for you, like freaking go get it. And if you need any help figuring out how to get there, you can always let me know. Send me a DM to my Instagram. It's at Emily Woods Wellness um, or, or the links to any of my services or products or, you know, courses, mentorships, that kind of stuff is all down below. So thank you all so much for being here. Um, I think this was a really fun episode to uh, record. Hopefully it's fun to listen to. If you're watching on YouTube, I would really appreciate it if you hit subscribe for me. Really support supports the channel and just shows me that you guys like learning on this platform. I put out so much free content. That is a good little easy way to show support um, for the effort. So thank you guys. I hope this was helpful. Go create a life that you love and I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye guys.